watches that dog in the window. All right, all right. Welcome to the Big Kid Show. Mark's already laughing. We haven't even started here. All right, I'm your host, Mr. B, and you're lucky to have stumbled across the greatest podcast currently available anywhere. 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 With me in the trios today, I have two big kid badasses. We got Big Dick. We got Sweetwater Mark. Welcome, boys. All right, we want to start by thanking everyone of the big kids for listening, subscribing, and following our show. If you aren't following us Thank and subscribing, you. you might be missing some magical content that could change your life. Also, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at The Big Kid Show. Give us a follow. Tell some friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your coworkers. Tell <laughs> Aunt Edna. Let them know your thoughts. Drop any show ideas. We want to hear all of it because guess what? It's all love here at The Big Kid Show. That's right. All right, That's all right, right. fellas. Today is going to be a spectacular day because we're playing three questions. Oh, we welcome and appreciate your applause. That's right. The Big Kid Show, three questions are three questions all based around a central topic. Tonight's topic is pet oh. stories. Ooh. So, hey, the big kids, we are huge animal lovers. And you know what? There's a special place in heaven for animal lovers. But tonight, we're going to hit you with three questions to get inside the brains of the big kids as we talk about some of our favorite pet stories. So here's the three questions we're going to work with tonight, fellas. Number one, what is your funniest pet moment? Number two, what is your scariest pet moment? And number three, what is your dream or ideal pet and what is the probability that it will kill you? <laughs> <laughs> and hey, listeners out there, we have no idea what the other big kids are going to say. So you are going to be just as surprised as us because Big Nick's going to say something weird. And Mark's going to probably scare us. But hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's, that's why we're here. So Marcus, we want to hear from you first. Number one, what is your funniest pet moment? All right. So... This was tough because I had a couple stories that I've mentioned on the podcast that I kind of scratched those out. So this is funniest with a caveat for longtime listeners who may have already heard some of the funniest. But I had a dog. His name was Tuco. Oh, I miss you, buddy. Oh, Tuco was the man. He was a German Shepherd, Rottweiler, Boxer, Labrador mix. Straight gangster. Straight gangster. That dog oh, was, was awesome. He was about <laughs> 90 pounds of bite your ass. Yep. <laughs> and, smart, and smart as a whip. Smart as hell. Probably one of the smartest dogs I've ever had. Um, so this story goes back to college days. This is actually before I met uh, Brian or um, Big Nick. So, well, hey, shocker. You were in college? Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> so we had a house with uh, three other guys at the time, and we were living in uh, Clifton, Cincinnati, down by University of Cincinnati. And Tuco, we had a, it was kind of like a multifamily house that we stayed in, and we had a shared backyard. And basically, we were uh, probably about two or three blocks from the campus. So we were pretty close, but it was full, you know, full house. We weren't in a dorm or anything like that. 
And it was kind of nice because we had the the back stairwell that went all the way down. We had the second and third floor on the right-hand side of the house. We had a back stairwell that could go all the way down to the basement. So it's kind of nice. We let Tuco back there. He would just have a yard to kind of be able to wander uh, and do his thing. So obviously, as he got older, um, we bought him first, you know, when we, our first year in that house was, was the first year we had him. And <laughs> he got more and more comfortable as time went on. And wow. as, as Mr. B pointed out, he was a very smart dog. So there's almost, a day. Kind of, almost kind of an asshole. He was so smart. Like kind of an <laughs> asshole smart. So, and I think it'll be very obvious with, with the story. So I remember... We were hanging out. We had let Tuco outside and the room that we kind of hung out, you know, it's kind of like our hangout. We had our couches. It was kind of like our community room. We had TVs. It's kind of where everybody uh, was able to hang out. We didn't have to trash anybody's specific bedroom. (laughs) And there was a window that looked out into the backyard. So I remember we had let Tuco out and I was with my buddy Jeff and I'm like, hey man, why don't you check on Tuco real quick, which basically just get up and go look out the window. And he looks out the window, and uh, Paul, the other guy I live with, looks out the window. I'm like, Tuco! And I'm like, oh no, what's going on? I've run over. Tuco has put his paws into the fence link and slowly started to climb his way <laughs> up the fence like a human being. Literally, like, you know, you've got the, it was an old school style metal fence with the little diamond. Chain little link, diamond buddy. fence. Yeah, a little chain link fence, just standard chain link. Literally, this dog climbed up it one <laughs> rung at a time. The funny part is, as soon as they said his name, he turns around and looks at us, and in his head has to be saying, Oh shit. And then starts slowly going down the fence one <laughs> link at a time. Like, da da nothing to see here. Sorry, Got fellas. down off the fence, dropped his head and his tail, and like very quickly ran back to the, to the back door. I've never seen a dog climb a fence like a human being, but to get caught, look, oh shit, and then like, slowly start to go back down the fence because it was a pretty tall chain link fence. He was at least three quarters of the way up. Freaking hilarious. That dog was, he was too much, man. He was too much. Yeah. Big Nick, I think you had a comment. No, Maybe not. No, I, no I, huh? but I, I, I had a reaction is what I had. The reaction was I kind of <laughs> saw where the story was going. I've never had the privilege of meeting Tuco, but yes, very smart dog. And it's very smart of a, of a, any creature that, that doesn't speak the English language to turn around and recognize, Oh, my bad. I'm not supposed to be doing <laughs> this. Bad. Right now. That's exactly. What I, <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, like it's one of those things. If you could explain the look on the face, it wasn't just like a turnaround. It was like if you surprise somebody and they're like, it's like your kid is his hand in the cookie jar and you're like, Tommy, what are you doing? And he turns around like, oh, no, nothing. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Tuco moment. So that's what I got, boys. Love it. Hey, and I would have piggybacked that with uh, after you and I had met, you still had Tuco. And when we lived together, this dog was so smart. He actually used his teeth to open a window, which when we sold the house, the teeth marks were still in the window little handle. Yeah. Jump through the screen, 
and then hence wreaked havoc on the neighborhood. And which is funny, he actually ended up in the mayor, mayor of the town's backyard. So, yep, you yep. can't make that stuff up. You can't, can't make, can't make that, that up. up. I mean, what dog <laughs> learns how to open a window with his teeth? Like the lock yeah. on the window. Yeah, I mean, and then and then slide the window up with his teeth. I mean, it was like a slide up window, and then crazy. and then also jump through the screen. So I mean, yeah, he he was too smart for his own good, man. He, he actually was so smart he out tested the uh, FBI uh, dog smelling or drug bomb smelling stuff. He just he was too smart for it. Well, in total total side note, and I'm I know I'm going on a whim here about Tuco, but that's not the only time that he opened the lock and jumped out your window. Cause the other time your brother came home and he had broken out and was sitting on the front porch, <laughs> just waiting for him to come home. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm starving. mother. <laughs> and he just looked at him like, what's up, man? What's happening? So I, Hanging out I love that porch. he broke out only to sit on the front porch. It's like, Right. I didn't break out because I have somewhere to go or no. want to get somewhere. It's just, I just broke out just to show y'all that I can do it. Yeah, it kind of felt like that. Like, yeah. hey, just so you know, <laughs> I like know this, this house cannot contain me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love that story, buddy. And hey, Tuco, amazing dog. So, yep, absolutely. hey, we're off to a good start. Big Nick, your funniest pet moment. Yeah, should have named that dog Houdini. A uh, bit of a Houdini. That <laughs> would have been more fitting. <laughs> so my fun look i i've had the privilege of having a few different dogs a handful of pets over the years and and have a lot of of stories that would put a smile on your face and and funny stories with those pets but i'm going to use one that is more inspired by the pets okay so uh people that, that uh were in my life about let's say 13 14 years ago will realize and remember that i went through a phase uh, of about one to two years where I was fascinated by the idea. And this is this is true stuff here, people. Fascinated by the idea of how animals behave. And these are domesticated animals, pets, you know, dogs, cats, and, and, and such. How they behave compared to human behavior. Like, truly just fascinated by this. And it's like the most simple things of like, when when a dog when dog a meets dog b for the first time it's very common that they will first look at each other maybe after exchanging a few barks but then after about 5 seconds of face to face interaction for the first time they are now sniffing each other's private areas and fortunately you never see human beings in at least the societies i've lived in they, that's not how we greet one another for the first time right we don't go hello uh yes my name is big nick it's nice to meet you uh wh what do you do for a living oh i do this yes and i do this and now let me sniff your private areas um so we do not do any of that thank god but well, I, became, I don't know i became quite involved with this whole idea that uh that is is human dog behavior versus human behavior. And then the other idea that like frequently, almost on a daily basis, it's part of their routine that you might be, you know, watching a movie or something and you look over and the dog is licking itself. Like it's, that's, that's part of it. That's part of the schedule <laughs> for the dog. It's like, you know, at, at 10 AM, I, I go out back and I take a crap at 11 AM. I get something to eat. <laughs> At, at noon, I bark at the mailman, and then at 1 p.m., I will spend my time on the kitchen floor licking myself. Now, um, so 
I, I very much to my wife's annoyment, I, I spent some time joking about this constantly. And this ended up being to my detriment. So my old home, the old house that I lived in, if it was above 62 degrees and lower than 80 degrees outside, all of our windows were open, front door open with the screen door, back door open with the screen door. We were windows open people. So on a very nice, pleasant weather day, my wife and I are having a discussion. I'm sitting on the couch. And it's a Saturday, and she's asking me what my plans are for the day. Now, this is during the height of me being obsessed with this animal behavior versus human behavior. Doors open, windows open. And as I am getting ready to, about halfway through my answer that I'm going to provide to my wife, well, we'll get into what happened in a minute. She says, you know, Saturday, what are you going to do today? And I said, you know what? I, in a minute, I'm sitting on the couch. In a minute, I'm going to get up, going to do the dishes. After that, I'm going to watch this TV show. And then I stood up for dramatic effect, stood up from the couch for dramatic effect. And as I'm standing up, the mailman approaches my front porch to deliver the mail. And I say at the top of my lungs, then I'm going to sniff my butt. And the mailman mail is now looking through my screen door, staring at me, wondering why this guy just stood up in his family room, proclaiming to his wife and family that after I am done watching TV, I am going to sniff my butt. Um, that mail carrier lost all any respect he had for me that remained. He never at that came point. back. No, he, he transferred. He transferred roots real quick. <laughs> Completely gone. The mail was never the same after that day. Yeah, um, yep. it was just thrown in the front yard. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and frankly, I did Discus. not. I didn't have the heart to look at the guy ever again after that. I just I avoided the mailman at all cost. <laughs> like a shamed animal. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the confusion? <laughs> the confusion. I will sniff my own butt. <laughs> I will sniff my butt. <laughs> One to have the realization that there is a man on your route that is potentially sniffing his own butt, but then two, announcing it to people. <laughs> well, and, and, and three, the flexibility that takes yes. to sniff one's own butt. Exactly. 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 It's very, I mean, it would be different. I never attempted. It was just, I was just, you know, a running joke <laughs> that I had going on until the encounter with the mailman. And I never made that joke ever again after that. Yeah. And That's Big Nick, I, there's so many bills that he never paid because they never got them because the mailman's <laughs> like, I'm not going to that house. There's <laughs> even mailmen have limitations and you don't go to a guy's house that's stiff in his own butt and right, announcing right. it to the world. Don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> oh, I not love that money. Not one of my prouder moments. Uh, to me, that that's one of my top moments. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, all right. So Mr. B's funniest pet moment. So we also, when we were younger kids, Mark, we had a German shepherd. Love that dog. His name was Jake. Um, Jake was awesome. Yeah. He was, he was a full 
blood German Shepherd, whatever. And so he was also same size. Like I think when he got older, he was probably a hundred pounds. But at the yeah, time, he was huge. He was a big so dog. To put this in perspective, so the house we lived in at the time, the like uh, master or primary bedroom had like this small deck off the like you could go outside. It was like a small deck that was like two stories up, right? So my dad in the morning would just let him out there. I, I think just assuming he would pee off the deck while my dad's <laughs> getting ready. And there was this like little sliver of roof, like in between the slats of the, it was like a wooden deck. Yep. Again, we're two stories up. So he lets him out there. And at the time, I think I was like seven. And so my little brother was three. It's almost like a master, ba- uh, master balcony, right? Yes. Perfect yeah. example. So my dad lets him out there. Uh, me and my brother at the time, we were sleeping in the same room. All right. So my dad, of course, lets him out there. He's getting ready for work. He goes to let him back in and he's not out there. <laughs> oh, shit. So and it's a small deck. So like you, I mean, there's only so yeah. place. So he's like, uh, oh, shit. He walks out. He looks up and on the roof above him is my dog looking down at my dad. <laughs> So he somehow squeezed through these slats and got up on the roof. Okay. So this is like 5.30 in the morning or so, maybe 6 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. So my dad, in his underwear probably and, you know, wife beater shirt, (laughs) climbs out on the roof. And what's even crazier, so at the time, somehow the door behind him closes and locks. Oh, no. So, So he's... On the roof, which again, it's like a quite a Nick, you remember this house, I think. Well, I don't know, but it's a very tall roof. My dad is holding this German Shepherd on the roof in his underwear at probably six in the morning. The door is locked. So he goes around to our bedroom door and he's like pounding on the window because he's oh like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so my brother wakes up and looks. And and we're like, what the? Who's pounding on our window? Why is, who's that man yeah. in his underwear? We're, out we're there. like, holy shit! Who's and and my brother wakes up and he's like, he's like, oh, it's just dad. And, and we lay back down. And so my dad's like, he's hammering on the window now. He's like, open the goddamn door. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's just dad. And so oh. we finally figure out that we have to open the door and let him in. But that was Jake. He was like, he's like, guess what? You can't contain me. I'm gonna climb on the roof if I was out of here, son. Yeah. So at the time, it was not so hilarious because my dad was pissed and yes, we were terrified. Yes. But in hindsight, hilarious story. And I'm, I'm just picturing any neighbor in the neighborhood's like, what is happening at the Smith household right now? That sounds like something out of a Chevy Chase <laughs> family vacation movie. Oh. Hey, Pops, that I know if you're listening hilarious. to it, you're probably, hopefully yep. you're laughing because he's shaking his head. Yeah. He's like, damn kids wouldn't let me in. Yeah. <laughs> this just, wasn't a winter day out. <laughs> but it was just funny because Drew was like, oh, it's just dad. And then we yeah, like, right. lay, and he goes back to sleep and my dad just punching the window, like open the window. <laughs> he's fine. He's oh. fine. That's yeah. hilarious. Jake also, German, extremely smart, smarter than his own good. Yeah. He would just, yeah. So that was pretty hilarious to me. I loved it. Those German shepherds, man. Yeah. They are smart, smart dogs. All right, let's flip flip it a little bit here. Now we're going to go to our most scariest pet moments. Marcus, you hit us up first, buddy. All right, so in typical fashion, guys, you're going to hate me, but there's a little bit of a tie. But it's the same dog, same situation. So 
I think it qualifies. So this was my next dog. His name was Sammy. Um, yes, Sammy. Beautiful all white Australian Shepherd. Um, again, probably like eighty five pounds. Big boy. I, I like my big dogs. They're, Are you sure he wasn't bigger than that, buddy? He might have been. He might have been. He's he's a big boy. He might have been pushing ninety. But um, but he looked like a polar bear. Just snow white. Beautiful dog. Super smart again. But this dog had hunger that Macho Man Randy Savage couldn't have contained. I can attest. I can attest. <laughs> yeah. So quick side story before I even get into my story. Mr. B was nice enough to watch Sammy one time when I went on vacation. And Mr. B, I think you can attest there was a loaf of bread that was no. left. <laughs> I think it was a pack of hot dog buns. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and what he ate the entire bag. He got it off the counter and ate the entire thing. Yeah, he ate 12 hot dog buns. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> so this dog, like if, if his food would have spilled, he would have eaten it until he got sick and then he would have got sick and then he would have kept on eating and then he would have yeah. got sick again. He had that type of type of hunger. So it's uh it's Christmas time. Set the mood. Um my wife had from her job, she had had her holiday party with all her friends. And I remember she had brought home this awesome, like probably like one foot by one foot giant plate of all these different cookies and chocolates <laughs> and chocolate cookies. And every single sweet you could imagine was piled onto this plate. Right. And I was excited because I was like, yeah, holiday season, get a little, a little sweet tooth. Cookie Sweetwater time. Mark's got a little bit of a sweet tooth. So it's cookie time. So I came home from work literally the next day. We had it sitting on our, uh, on our, di our dining room table, covered in saran wrap. Normal, right? I mean, we don't have kids. We just got one dog. Come home, saran wrap. It's the first thing I see on the floor <laughs> and I'm like, this is not going to be good. I don't even know what that saran wrap goes to, but this, this can't be good. I turn the corner and the plate is on the floor. And I would say that when that plate started between, it probably had 25 pieces of chocolate on it and probably oh, another no. 40 to 50 cookies. I mean, I'm talking like stuff to the gill. That plate was bone dry on the oh, middle no. of the floor. Sammy ate all of it. And we all know dogs and chocolate is a big no-no. Yeah. So tell us. my first reaction is, A, I'm pissed about the cookies, but B, <laughs> I'm more frightened of the fact that this dog just ate and um, like, Enough chocolate that probably could have put me in the hospital. Yeah, he ate enough <laughs> chocolate for like 25 people. Exactly. So I call the vet. We start talking about pumping his stomach. And they're like, all right, you know, we've got the uh, this emergency place that's nearby us. Give it about an hour and see what he does as long and, and kind of just monitor him. So we start sitting there waiting about... 15, 20 minutes, nothing's really happening, but he's still acting normal. He's not getting lethargic. He's not, you know, he's not going for the water. But then all of a sudden it begins. 
this dog starts farting up a storm all over the place. I thought he was going to kill me and my wife in the house at the same time. He was already a gassy dog, though. He was already gassy. But (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, like, what what is going to happen? Because... Dude, I mean, that amount of chocolate, and just for reference, the other situation that mimics this, we set out bug traps outside, like, you know, those cockroach motels, the little yeah, ones yeah. that have all the chemicals inside. Yeah. This dog decided to eat all four of the ones that we had <laughs> lined up outside of our house on the, the deck. the same problem with the dog. Yep. Oh, man. And all he did was fart it out. Farted out. So luckily, no, no sad ending to the story, but definitely scared the, the crap out of me because, again, the amount of chocolate, like the majority of the cookies were even chocolate that was on that plate, scared the hell out of me. So for everybody Ooh. out there, hide your Christmas cookies, hide your hot dog buns, and hide your. Uh, well, because I've, I've even heard like a couple like Hershey Kisses can be bad for a dog, let alone yeah. a plate of chocolate. So. Exactly. He had an iron stomach, man. I, I've never met a dog that had an iron stomach like Sammy. Crazy. Crazy. You know, they tell us that chocolate is bad for dogs, and I believe them, whoever they are. But the deal is this. Damn near every dog owner I've ever spoke to has had a chocolate, a dog-eating chocolate situation and the dog has never expired. They've lived yeah. through the, the chocolate eating situation and they've all been fine. So just how terrible is it for them? I don't know. And I'm guessing that I'm up ne- next year, B. So I'll just segue right into my answer. Oh, here. no, Big Nick, we're going to skip you completely. We, we hated <laughs> no, your first answer, ahead, but, so you're, you're no yeah. longer a part of this no, show. But um, you're out. Big, big <laughs> Nick, hit us with your scariest pet story, buddy. We want to hear it. <laughs> Mark, I've certainly experienced... Similar stories to what you just said, especially with the with the bug bait traps. I had a dog that yeah. ate a, a handful of those as well. I had a I called poison control, paid sixty five dollars to have a stupid <laughs> phone call with poison control. And oh, they all, charge you for the phone call? Yeah, which what kind of bullshit is that? Uh, yeah, what's going on weird. with what's going on in Franklin County, Ohio? Get your shit together, Franklin County. I had to pay for a, a phone on. call with poison control, and so unbelievable. Basically, they told me the same thing. I paid $65 for them to tell me, well, you could take him to the take the dog to the vet or we can just wait and see what happens. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks. I figured that out before I called you. It'll give you many good options. (laughs) The dog dog was fine. Had no reaction at all to eating several of those uh, ant bait traps or whatever they were. I did have another dog, and this will segue into my, my story, my answer here. The other dog ate a pair of pantyhose that was not good <laughs> oh that could be like, real bad it, yeah that that stopped like all in and out movement of food for yeah. this dog for a while Blocks up like, your uh, intestines yeah yeah and so i had to take that dog to the vet and where they like fed him something that it would like bind it up so he could actually pass it at some point and they're like if that doesn't work we're gonna have to knock him out cut him open and remove it or he's gonna uh, die oh no and I'm like, I'm like 20 and I have no money. And I'm like, what's this going to cost? I, I'm like, uh, unfortunately, and I don't want to sound like a heartless bastard, but I'm like, how much does it cost to put him down peacefully? Uh, but uh, let's forget about that <laughs> conversation. So that same dog. So eating stuff, right? That's always going to be a, a scare, especially with dogs. And unfortunately, I have some buddies that have lost dogs 
because they ate, you know, rat poison or ate something that was terrible. And thank God I've never experienced that situation. Now, this situation was not quite as scary as the pantyhose, but it was a little more interesting. So I lived in this apartment and I had one of those studio apartments for about a year. And during that time in the apartment complex, there were these nicer apartments that were two stories. They were like townhouses. And in front of each of the front doors, there was a really large, nice pond with ducks and geese and whatnot that would land in the pond. And and so I would go and sometimes I would walk down and pay my rent in person. And when I would do that, I would tell the lovely ladies working at the rental office, hey, if any of those, any of the townhouses on the pond area, because this was a sprawling, large apartment complex, if any of those ever open up, could you do me a favor and call me first? Because I'll take the first one that opens up, especially if you get an end unit. Sure enough, my day comes. They call me up. Hey, Mr. Edwards. One of those townhouses on the end opened up and it's right in front of the pond. In fact, it's one of the closest ones to the pond. And I, it was going to be a stretch for me to afford this apartment by myself. But I said, you know what? I've always wanted to be right in front of the pond. Move me there. So me and my dog, this, I've had three dogs in my lifetime. This is the only dog that, that at one point he and I were the only two living together, which is a whole great, unique experience, right? It was yes, me it and is. the dog we're roommates. Unfortunately, I had to pay all the the rent. Uh, he didn't kick in anything. Um, Hobo dogs. <laughs> I became at a very young age. We're talking like I'm like 22, right? I became I was so proud of this pond that I became like the sheriff of the pond, right? Like if <laughs> like I'm telling you guys, there, there was one night I'm out front sipping a beer on my front porch, probably about one in the morning, and some some drunk dude comes over and starts peeing. Oh in the pond. no! Oh no! No, you don't do that on my watch, son. I went over there, I chased that fool off. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I straightened <laughs> him right out. He got the hell out of there. I said, if you want to, if you want to keep your, li- you like breathing, sir, because if you yeah. like breathing, then you will quit peeing in my pond immediately. That was not the apartment <laughs> complex's pond. That was Big Nick's pond. Crime watch started time. right then. Crime watch, if neighborhood I saw, watch. I saw little boys and girls throwing rocks at the ducks. Life over for those children. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Those children have never been gun. Yeah. So (laughs) one night I'm out there toiling around with the pond, right? Like I'm out just kind of walking around and and there was nobody out that night. And my dog, he was he was a bulldog. Uh, his name was Eddie. Uh, I used to call him El Presidente. I had a bill. Oh, this is El Presidente. Okay. El Presidente. Yes. Oh, he was. Okay. I know where this is going a little bit here. He, he, and as you can imagine, you know, all these apartments surrounding this pond, it's, you know, it's kind of downhill thing, right? The pond is at the bottom. Like you, it's kind of sinks down into the earth a little bit. And I loved Mm -hmm. this big pond. And so one night, this dog was not afraid of chasing anything, right? It would chase anything nope. that, that he felt like chasing. And so one night we're out there and I thought, you know what? There's nobody out here. It'd be nice. It'd be a nice thing for El Presidente. I'll let him off the leash and just kind of let him wander around, let him mosey around and sniff some things <laughs> oh, and see no. what's going on. 
so he, he he's out there walking around i'm walking next to him we're having a we're having a gay old time just the two of us out there pitch black near the pond we're probably about 15 to 20 yards from the pond and this goose or a duck or whatever kind of foul it was decided this would be a good time for me to land in the pond and so my dog el presidente sees this activity happening decides no 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 my dad (laughs) sheriff of the pond like father like son I'm sh- I'm deputy of the pond. I'm going to chase this little ducky <laughs> out of here. Not going to be shitting <laughs> oh, no. in my pond. So oh, no. El Presidente decides to charge full steam ahead to the pond. Now, the, the duck is sitting about three or four feet off of the shoreline and off the bank of this uh, this pond. Now, here's the thing. It's downhill. And anybody that knows anything about the anatomy of a bulldog, a, a English bulldog, <laughs> they are they are rather large. On, they're top heavy animals. <laughs> little top heavy, a little bit squatty little legs, and their their butts their butts are kind of small, but they, but their shoulders and their head big. So not just top heavy, they're also front heavy. So he he's running full head steam <laughs> to try to get toward this duck. Now, what he decides, he realizes that at the last minute, oh snap, this is about to it's about to go from ground to water. I need to stop. However, because of this little thing called gravity and this other thing called inertia, he does not possess I've heard of the, both of those ability because he is top heavy and a front loader that he does not now possess the ability to stop himself from going from ground to water so in the middle of the night el presidente found himself in the water i found myself on the shores of that great pond watching what one would think would happen english bulldogs do not swim Not very good. They sink (laughs) like a a damn anchor. He, I watched that dog go right to the bottom of that pond, and now it's the middle of the night. Oh no! Big Nick has to figure out how the. I have to get this boy out of there. He can't swim. Big Nick swimming. I just, I ran down, just jumped in, and I'm up to my thighs in the water, and it was cool because. He just kind of froze when he sunk. He just, he just, well, like a brick. He just froze and stayed there. Oh, no. So the spot where he fell in was about three, three and a half feet from the edge. And I jumped in and I just put my hands underneath his belly, pulled him up. He's soaking wet. I'm soaking wet. He's oh covered in mud. God. I'm covered in mud. We walked oh. back. I pulled him back up to the, to the uh, uh, front porch area and took, I had to clean, take him inside, clean him off, clean myself off. And, Needless to say, El Presidente never off the leash again in front of that pond. <laughs> Lesson learned. Safe bet. Safe bet. No, I, I remember El Presidente because there was a few times where you're like, I have to put him in the cage because he might bite you. <laughs> yes, he, he did. Uh, there were a few things he was not fond of. And uh, one of them was, oddly enough, I don't know how this happened. But at some point when he was about four, he decided that any grown, fully grown male with red hair, he does not like them to the point of he will behave in a violent 
a violent and, and Mr. B does not have red hair, but out of out of just <laughs> being safe, out of being caution, you know, playing showing a little bit of caution, I would I would tend to to lock him up or put him in my bedroom at least when uh when I was having a little party or a little gathering just to make sure that he didn't uh go after So somebody. I'm assu- I'm assuming that means he probably attacked JJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not 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 JJ, our buddy. Uh, but uh, you remember? Do you remember the geek? Yes, he went after the, the geek, geek hardcore one night, <laughs> and the geek's oh, no. got some nice, nice, a nice head of red hair. Uh, and yeah. he went after the geek hardcore, like like to the point that it scared me. Yeah, because he he was a full size bulldog that would just dot stop so yeah oh buddy that's pretty terrifying so i'm glad i'm glad that that worked out and you're able to save him from peril (laughs) well and we we've already covered worse ways to die you boys say drowning el presidente his ship had sunk my friends he almost he almost (laughs) bit the dust he almost drowned that night in that beautiful pond but luckily big nick is rescuer ready to go jumped in there hey extraordinaire no worries you know uh, my shoes my shoes will get wet for you buddy in that pond it's always swim at your own risk but not when you got lifeguard big eddie here on on the job i jumped right <laughs> in and i pulled that boy out and you know what had i if i had to boys i was prepared to do mouth-to-mouth resuscitation i was prepared right? hey you do what you have to for el presidente yes That's my boy yeah Hey, whatever it takes. Oh, that would be terrifying, especially again in pitch black dark at night. Even more scary. But hey, glad it worked out. So great story, Big Nick. All right. My scariest pet moment. Also, it it, it ended well, but let's let's just jump into it. So we're also going to go back to our childhood German shepherd, my buddy, Jake. Jakey. And so this would have been a summertime when we were off school and we had like a screen door. And apparently, I, I think it was a UPS delivery. I mean, it could have been <laughs> one of the UPS guy is delivering this package. And for whatever reason, he thought it was a good idea. Instead of setting it on the porch, he decided to open the screen door and set oh, the no. package inside. Okay. So no, no, no. my German se- shepherd like th- like our front door, it was like a small hallway, and then it went to like the living room. So my German Shepherd is like at the end of the hallway, facing the door. This guy opens the door, sets this package in, closes the door. Jake, full on bolts at him, jumps through the screen, like knocks oh, the screen no. out. Of- the UPS guy is running across <laughs> our yard. Now he said, "Sickum boy." But what I heard was chopper sick balls. Jake gra- <laughs> Jake grabs him by the like the pant leg ankle, oh, shakes no. this guy to the ground. Wow. So the UPS guy's laying on the ground. So and you have to remember, this is like I'm seven-year-old Brian, and I'm like, holy shit, what's happening? <laughs> what is so, happening? So I run out there and like he's like shaking this guy on the ground, and I'm like, Jake, get over here. And he lets him go. Oh my! And runs back to me. The UPS guy jumps up, runs to his truck, and bolts out of there. Heels out, (laughs) and just like left. And I'm and like so. First, I'm like, all right, that could have got worse. All right. So my dad comes home from work. 
later that day and I'm like, hey, dad, uh, Jake took down a UPS guy. <laughs> and he was like, his first response is like, that's not good, man. Like they might show up here and like take your dog. And I'm yeah. like, what? I was yeah. like, that's not good. Luckily, nothing bad. But like for like two minutes, I was terrified because I mean, he was going at him like he was like, a, like have you ever seen like those dogs attacking tires? Yep. That's what it looked like. Like he was wow. shaking. He was shaking his head, like trying to just like wrangle this dude down. And they got I mean, the UPS guy was wearing brown pants. Yeah. If he was, <laughs> if he was wearing shorts, his leg would have been a mess. No, I'm saying brown pants to match the shit that came oh, out. I, I bet that guy, I bet that guy <laughs> shit his pants, dude. Yeah. Or at least peed himself. Yeah. Oh, Jake, Jake was like, Jake's like 85 pound German shepherd. All Jake muscle was a at big the time. boy. Yeah. And that guy had to, he probably got a new career right after that job. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, I'm done with this. Of course, you never want your dog to attack or harm anybody, especially an innocent person, right? Like, like, well, yeah. who cares? Somebody breaks into your house, let them attack the guy, right? Who cares? But an innocent person won, but then you got to worry, like, like your father said, are they going to come back and confiscate your dog, put your dog down, like rule, th- make the decision that it's a vicious beast. And we got to, we that's gotta what we're worried about. Down. Yeah. But then you also have to wonder what is the protocol for U- UPS? What is, what is the, did he break some UPS rule by opening up that door? Like, because yeah. now you've yeah. put yourself in a different situation. You're no longer a delivery guy. You've opened up the door. That might be crossing the line a little bit. And in and, and Jake's defense, well, how's he to decide? Look, your little brown uniform don't mean shit to Jake. You oh, open yeah, up that he, door. Jake's coming for you. Oh, he you would. He would door, protect you open me. Up yourself to pain. Yeah, he would have protected me and uh, Drew to the death. So. I'm sure his thought was like, oh, this guy's opened the door. And he just, I mean, if if you would have seen the way he jumped through the screen, like it just smashed the screen door all the way through. And he just was like full, <laughs> like he looked like police attack dog. And luckily I happened to see it at the time. And I was like, Jake, get over here. And he just stopped messing that this dude was up. the 80s. So maybe there was like a, a certain threshold yet. Jimmy only got bit once this week, so you got to hit at least two bites per week (laughs) before you can file anything. Luckily, hey, Jake lived a long, awesome life, and so it was fine, but at the time, terrified. And then I I was more terrified when my dad was saying those things, because I was like, what do you mean? Jake Jake was just protecting the house, so... For sure. Yeah. Dogs, we love them, but they can scare us sometimes, so... Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's get into the fun last question here. <laughs> what is our dream pet and what is the probability that it will kill you? Marcus, go. All right. So, I mean, for me, I think I would say that this isn't related to the sports team. I promise that. But it's going to be a Bengal tiger. So oh, I got to give a yeah. shout out. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to a YouTube Oh, we got applause. Jew. We got applause. Shout out, shout out to Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger King. I got to give a shout out to at Safari Sammy, S-A-M-M-I-E on YouTube. Look her up. She has a ton of super cool. I guess she's a zookeeper of some sort. And it's not just Bengal Tiger. She's got lions and and uh, there's a jaguar named Tank who's freaking awesome. But any uh, any ocelots? No, no, I didn't see any ocelots, but it's possible one <laughs> snuck in there. But um, 
But no, like I was, I've been watching. So you know how YouTube is. You started watching some of those videos. The algorithms grab you. And then I saw another guy who had like a pride of lions that he hung out with. So I'm like, all right, I, as much as I'm not like a big cat guy, I could be a big cat guy. If so you, you, you want like a, a thousand pound tiger is what you want. Yes. So to me, the Bengal tiger, this channel convinced me that if I had the Bengal tiger from a young age, I could prevent it from killing me. So, so here's what I did, boys. I did a, okay, okay. I did a, I've had it since birth percentage. And then I did a, Hey, I just stumbled upon this really cool animal. I'd like him to be my pet. <laughs> so had him since birth. I'm going to put it at 4%. There's a 4% chance that he kills me. Okay. There's still a chance, but I've been feeding him bottles since he was a baby. Right. So he's, there's some trust. I can, okay. I can touch his nose. I can play with him. I can wrestle with him. I've seen it happen. It's on YouTube. Everything on the internet's real. Oh, 100% real. 100% real. Uh, versus the other option, which is I just stumble upon said Bengal tiger and like, hey, little buddy, you want to come? <laughs> 99, 99% <laughs> chance I am dead. <laughs> so let's hope I got that dream pet when he was a small little cub. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I milked, he can milk anything with nipples. <laughs> I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Uh, I've been milking that, milking, <laughs> giving milk to that Bengal tiger since a cub. And uh, that 4% chance that uh, he's going to take me out or she's going to take me out. You know, I'm feeling pretty confident. But yeah, man, Bengal tiger, majestic, beautiful creatures. Um, just, just in awe of watching them. And, and Mark, uh, guess what? You never need a home defense system. Never. Never. I don't have to worry about it. Actually, actually, if you hear a window break and you just be like, I can go back to bed because old yeah. Steve Stevie the Tiger is going to take care of it. I'm taking Mike Tyson's book. I mean, if I got tired, I could probably just like lay across its back and ride it like a horse. <laughs> Let's go to the other room. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel perfectly safe with my Bengal Tiger. Nobody's ever going to talk shit ever. <laughs> Now the only thing I'm gonna I'm gonna critique your percentage of dying is that even some of these tiger owners still get their arms bit. Yeah, so maybe they don't put a one at the beginning of that four. Maybe they 14. don't die, but like if they're hungry enough, they're gonna chomp on you a little bit. They are still wild animals. That was being pretty optimistic at four percent. Yeah. So, but but you are you are a good a pet animal person, so I think well, you could you, you could kind of massage it and make yeah, them. Yeah, I think train I them a good and, vibe. You yeah, know, I could. Can make it work. You have a calming so, aura. Right. I'm like Caesar Milan. Yeah. Except not. Hey, so Mark's going straight Tiger King. He's straight going with Tiger a Bengal King. Tiger. Hey, I love it. Big Nick. I'm sure you're gonna go off the rails here. Let's hear your dream pet and the probability that it will kill you. Did you did you guys see the highlight? You know, we we recently had the NFC title game, and unfortunately, the Detroit Lions lost. I know a lot of people were pulling for them. <laughs> we were the big kid show. We were pulling for them as well. But did you guys see the highlight when they said the last time, the only time, that the Niners and the Lions had played each other in a playoff game? And they showed a highlight. I don't remember how many decades ago it was. But the Detroit Lions actually had a live tiger or live lion on the yes. field, live lion yeah. present. 
And I thought, holy shit, that is terrifying. Bad idea. Like, I mean, just the, just the shoulders <laughs> on the line alone. I, I, Mark, I love your pick, the, the Bengals. Real quick, Big Nick, do you mind if I comment on that? Not to interrupt you, but. Yes, please comment. I read the, the comments section of when they posted that and the amount of people saying, I can't believe they don't do that every game. And I'm like, this is why our country's going downhill. Yes, thank you. <laughs> if you believe they should bring a live lion out to every NFL game with 65, 70,000 people yelling at it. Yeah, and, and then you I'm see not the, sure what to tell you. You see the trainer holding it. It's like a 120-pound guy. Right? He's, like, He's like, I got it. You're like, I got it, guys. Yeah, they, should, they should make it sit right next to Dan Campbell so he can uh, go for – actually kick the field goal when he should kick the field oh, goal. Oh, too soon, too soon. Big burn. Uh, I'm glad you picked the uh, Bengal Tiger there, Mark, because that was very high on my list and, and very much in consideration for – my fantasy dream pet also in consideration yeah. ewok uh and mogwai ewoks and mogwai uh they're a little on the expensive side um but i didn't choose any of those i went with a more traditional animal uh you put the percentage chance that your bengal tiger would kill you at four if i'd known it since it was a baby yeah. Right, since it was birth, you held it in your, so its the, arm, Mark, in your Mark arms. Mark and the tiger grew together. We grew together. That's right. It was the first thing. I, I, I was the first thing that it saw coming out of the, the womb. Mark was raised in a very expensive, like, uh, Middle Eastern country. That's right. That's right. Dubai. Well, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. that you could probably get one birthed here in the United States. Uh, and you know what? You guys are Cincinnati, very close to Kentucky. I feel like there's a lot of illegal exotic hey. animals going on in the state of go, there. Go check out that Safari Sammy. It'll give you hope that you could own any <laughs> lion or tiger that exists because she's we do, amazing. We do, not, we do not condone it. We do not condone yeah, it. We don't condone, I mean, she's going you know up what? and booping these things on the nose, you know, a little boop on the nose and like ruffling with them and grabbing their claws and pulling their, like showing the fangs. And they're just like, yeah, just hanging out, just chilling. That's a ballsy woman. Those, it is. Those Kentucky is. wildcats weren't all wild at one point, right? At some yes. point they were living in somebody's house and they're like, you know what? This is the, the feed bill on this creature has gotten to be too much for me to handle. I'm just going to release <laughs> it into the woods. Um, Indeed. But I, I went with a traditional animal, one that you may find in the woods somewhere. But the one, the one that you're going where you will find mine will be in coastal Alaska. Because I'm going to go very specific with mine. I've always dreamt and and forever will. I would love to have a best friend, and that best friend would be a grizzly bear. And the largest, <laughs> of the, bears, the largest of the grizzly bears are from coastal Alaska, and that's the largest in the world um, as far as um, grizzly bear goes. And they are some of the largest subspecies of brown bear. The only brown bears that are larger than the grizzly bear are the Kamchatka brown bears and Kodiak bears, which a lot of us are very familiar with. But I love the size and there's like being a dog lover and, and having a series. George Carlin used to have a bit that was uh, life is, is not counted in years. Life is just a series of dogs. Uh, and George Carlin was always a big dog lover and, being a dog lover, I've always, there's something about bears that remind me so much about dogs, like the way they seem to look at the camera at times, like their body structure. I've, I've even had dogs that look like bears. Um, 
and so I've I love the grizzly bear. Uh, they're they're very large. Um, yeah, the the Kamchaka the Kamchaka bear can get up to fourteen hundred pounds. Well, that's not the size I want. So I'm going I'm going with the uh, coastal grizzlies in Alaska in the Alaskan Peninsula. The males there, I'd probably get a female in hopes that it would be less aggressive. Um, and I want to do the same thing as you. Mark, like I want to have this thing when it's a tiny little cub and, mm-hmm. and when, when it's new to the world and it opens its eyes for the first time and I'm holding it in my arms and I look down at that little baby and I look at its beautiful face and I go, she shall be named Debo. And, Debo. <laughs> and they and will it goes, call her Dada? Debo. Yeah. And so not only will she be a great grizzly bear, but she will be uh, a fantastic at, at receiving and catching the ball and yards from scrimmage as well. So uh, That's but great. the males of this uh, population tend to get to be about 850 pounds. So a little more manageable, but again, I, I would prefer one of the females percentage chance that this thing kills me. Even if I've raised it from near birth, <laughs> I I'm going to put it, much higher than Mark put his. And I don't know yeah, if Mark, it's because... Mark sandbagged it a little bit. <laughs> I don't hey, know if it's because... It's possible. I've he, seen it. Look, Mark, you're a very charming guy. I can understand why you, you believe <laughs> that this 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 tiger would never harm you in any manner. So we could add a one. We can make a 14%. That's all right. I, I, I don't think these animals are supposed to live on person's properties or in their homes no. or anything like that. Like, no. it, it's going to go bad. So I'll put... The percentage chance that this thing kills me. I want to think that, that it would love me, though. Be my best friend. <laughs> but I'm going to put it at 45%. 45% that yeah. the bear kills me. Yeah, it'll love you until it's hungry. Until yeah. it's time to kill you. Yeah. yeah, because, like, see how much a bear eats in a day, let alone a week, month. Big Nick, you're going to have to get a second job. You're going to have to start three more podcasts. Ooh, it's going to get pricey, bud. And become a Chicago fan. Uh, I don't yeah. want to upset the bear. Ooh. I don't want to upset. The bear. Oh yeah. Oh, so big Nick going bears. So we got tigers and bears. Oh my. Ooh, what's gonna happen here? Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. I I I, I went weird at first, and then I was like, let's bring it back. So I went, I went normal for my first dream pet, and because I'm a dog lover, I just want a big ass wolf. Yeah. Whoa. All right. <laughs> I like wolves. And so I, I I had to look at it. I was like, what's some of the biggest wolves ever? And so like some of the largest wolf recorded on man weighed 175 pounds. Ooh. Yeah. And then like oh, even boy. like in I saw like in central Russia, there's wolves that weigh from 150 to 175 pounds. So because I'm a huge dog fan, dog lover, I was like, oh, well, I'll just get the original dog, which is the wolf percentage that it kills me, probably like 30 to 40%. Yeah. Although so, I think with wolf, you may be a little better off. I don't know. Like, like, well, and I, th- my thought was like one wolf I could train pack of wolves. <laughs> I'm probably fucked. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> Unless you get it like the game of Thrones wolf. Cause that thing was freaking sweet. A dire wolf. Yes. Dire yeah, wolf, that, yeah. Yeah. Which speaking of game of Thrones. So my, close second was because i thought you guys might go a competition route that 
But then my dream oh, pick no. would be that I just want a dragon. Dragon. <laughs> yeah. I want a yeah. big ass dragon because I thought you guys might want to battle, and I was like, "Well, then I don't want a wolf. I want a dragon. Should, I'll breathe fire all over your house." You want the fly? <laughs> you want the flying variety, don't you? Oh no, I want a ass. Game of Thrones dragon. Right, uh, I actually, I looked this fire. up. Like one of the biggest dragons in Game of Thrones, its wingspan was a hundred yards. Whoo-wee. Yeah. So That's if wild. I I guess if I wanted to annihilate annihilate like everybody, then I would go Game of yeah. Thrones Dragon. But but I'm not trying to hurt everybody, so I'm just gonna go wolf. It's peaceful, peaceful not. Mr. Yeah. B showed up today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> happy happy Mr. B. I'm happy right now. So do you realize, boys, our top three picks, it's the uh the different classes and levels of Cub Scouts. It's it's so it's Tiger Wolf Bear, <laughs> Tiger Wolf Bear, and and we nailed it. We uh, so there we, we go. are I mean, for, for the the next calendar year. We are all three honorary Cub Scouts. Inadvertently, hey, yes, be prepared. Right. Arrow of light. <laughs> That's three hey. pretty good choices, though, boys. I mean, if we teamed up, we'd have a pretty badass crew. Right. Hey. I mean, Bring the thunder. Oh, like, oh, Mark's tiger, Nick's bear, and then a wolf. And then my wolf could call other wolves if we needed to have, like, a serious battle. We'd be Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. Also, three species that are highly represented in sports activities and, and sports yes. franchises mm. and collegiate Indeed. teams as well. Well, and when I was – it's interesting because I was – I doing the research. I had the research team dig in. I was like – I started typing in apex predators. <laughs> and guess what? We – all picked apex predators. Like, yeah. there's no other predator to the wolf, bear, or tiger except for human. Wow. So we we clearly all went apex predators. So we went I, top of the top of the map. Well, and I yeah. think all three would hold up pretty good under a zombie apocalypse as well. So you know, because you never know when that's going to happen. Yeah, that's correct. Know. Yeah. Oh, I Absolutely. know when it's going to happen, but I'm oh. not telling. Oh, big Nick, you and your your knowledge. All right. One of these days. Hey, boys, that was a great discussion. Great three questions. Any last comments before we close up shop? And actually, we're going to have to go start buying some food for all these animals. Yeah, we're going to need to go to the butcher and uh, buy a whole lot of meat to keep them from meeting our meat. Yeah. <laughs> we're not buying pounds of ground. We're going to have to buy some half cows. Cows, exactly. And that'll last some... for about three days. Yep. I was trying to think of some terrible... Uh, filthy wildlife jokes but uh but you got nothing uh, actually All i right. got one i don't know i don't know if okay. i should say it well you better say it now because we're about to close up shop All right, it's going to offend some people are you okay with that <laughs> mr clutch b your pearls, everybody. Right. clutch your pearls <laughs> now this is one i didn't write the joke it's just a joke that i heard <laughs> what do oh this is terrible <laughs> You gotta say it now, man. Don't you leave us hanging. What do bears and girls from West Virginia have in common? Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm not sure I even want to guess. They both lick their paws. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. The FCC's right. coming for us on that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shut we're gonna we're gonna Shut we're gonna down. end it with that right there. Hey. All you out there, thank you guys for listening. That was our three question pet stories. We are, oh, hang on. We will be with you every Sunday moving forward. So make sure you check us, subscribe, check us out on Twitter. Mark, Big Nick, we got all kinds of cool stuff going on. We are the Big Kid Show.
I'll be my wet, 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 I'll be